Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. What I'm going to be talking about today, uh, it actually happened eight days after the resurrection. But it's important for us to remember what Jesus did for us on the cross, in the grave, three days, but on that first Easter Sunday morning, Mary went to probably mourn the death of Jesus, only to find that the grave was empty. And uh, that's why we celebrate today. Now, the grave just wasn't empty because they thought maybe somebody stole his body, but actually Jesus appeared to over 100 people while he still was on earth. And he encountered his disciples, and, and, but one person in particular really struggled with believing. His name was Thomas. He was one of the followers of Jesus. He was a disciple of Jesus. Jesus was his rabbi or his mentor in his life. And Thomas really struggled to think that, no, Jesus actually came back to life. Before we go into that story, though, uh, how many people here have a scar on their body? Anybody have a scar? I I would say probably everybody has a scar. I'm thinking maybe. Well, um, because your scar tells a story, right? Now, you can embellish that story. You can make up a story. But the reality is you can't lie the fact that you had an injury. There was pain in your life at some point in time by a trauma, an accident, and now you have a scar to prove it, right? You can't lie. It's there. It's evidence. I know I have multiple scars. You've heard some of my crazy stories. Well, one story you have not heard is a story about when I was 12. My mother uh, told my brother, and I have two older brothers, one younger sister, so my older brother, who is much taller than I am, six foot four, And uh, he was commissioned by my mom to go take all the long weeds around the garden and cut them down. And, well, he was cutting them down with a sickle. Now, it was with a hand sickle, um, not like the ones that you would, uh, like a thrasher or the ones you do for wheat, but it was a, a hand sickle. So picture this, a blade, a curved blade on a handle. Well, then it was my job to go behind him and pick up all of the Um, things that he had scythed down, if that's such a word. I think it is. Well, here my brother has a very long arm. He wasn't very happy, by the way, doing this, so I think he had a little bit of an edge to him while he was taking the weeds and whipping it at the sickle. Well, that sickle, uh, as I bent down to pick up weeds, well, the tip of that sickle ended up in my face, right below my eye. I could have lost my eye that day. But I have a scar right here to prove to you that that story existed. It's true. That's what really happened. Thankfully, I didn't lose my eye. But I have a scar to tell you about this story. If you have your Bibles, there's another scar that was really important to Thomas, and those were Jesus' scars. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to John chapter 20. If you didn't bring a Bible, you probably have your smartphone. Look this up on your uh, smartphone, John 20, verse 24. Remember, this is eight days after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Some of the disciples have already encountered Jesus, but Thomas, who is, uh, doesn't believe, he doesn't believe. 
And this is the account of that in John chapter 20. Now Thomas, one of the 12 called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came, meaning earlier. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see his hands, the marks of the nails, in other words, the scars, and place my finger into the mark of the nails and place my hand on his side, I will never believe. He needed to see the scars to believe that it was true. Eight days later, his disciples were inside, and Thomas was with them, and all the door, although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood, uh, stood with them and said, peace be with you. Now, I would need a little bit of peace right there to think that the doors are locked. They were afraid of the, the Romans at that time because, after all, there's this claim that Jesus had actually did what he said he was going to do and rise again three days later. Now, they, the Romans thought that somebody stole his body to make a point, but they're in a locked house, and all of a sudden, whoop, Jesus is there. How did he do it? Did he transport himself? I don't know. It doesn't tell us in here. But we do know the doors were locked, and all of a sudden, Jesus appears, and he says, peace. And everybody's like, I need peace right now, because what are you doing appearing like this? But here he is. Then he said to Thomas, these are Jesus' words, red letters in the Bible, Put your finger here and see my hands and put your hand in the place of my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, my Lord, my God, Jesus said to him, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen yet have believed. Thomas had an encounter with Jesus, and he got to see Jesus' scars. What was fascinating to me as I was kind of looking at this verse a little bit, Jesus, who obviously this miracle was performed. He was dead. It wasn't like he just fell asleep for like three days and somehow he just woke back up. He was dead. They threw threw a spear in his side and, and water and blood came out, knowing, indicating that he was dead. They put him in this tomb, and three days later, he's alive. Now, the interesting thing in this supernatural encounter that Jesus has with, or this supernatural event where he comes back to life, he's 100% healed, but he has evidence of his injury, this evidence of his death by scars. Isn't it fascinating, though, that he came back with those scars? He could have come back completely pure or clean or the same way that he existed before, but yet there is something significant about those scars. Could it be that the scars needed to show the people around him it truly is him? Look at the scars. Could the scars also be that every single time, because I believe Jesus still has those scars today, that when he looks down at his hands and his side, he says, I was willing to do that for my people. I was willing to do that. My love allowed me to go to a cross. My love for all humanity. You see, though a scar is evidence of pain, healing, and a story worth believing. It's true. A scar 
tells you about a story and you can't deny that story. And Jesus' scars are evidence of pain, healing, and a story worth believing. And Thomas needed that encounter. Thomas needed that evidence. Now today, the reality is the physical Jesus is not here with us. Jesus, we know, the Bible tells us that he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. In other words, he's in heaven right now. But when Jesus left this earth... He said, it's good that I go because I am sending you another, the comforter, the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit is actually here with us today in this room. Now, I'm mindful that today there are some people who say, you know what? I've been a follower of Jesus and, and he's brought healing to my life and, and I'm not perfect, but I, I'm trying to follow him. And there's other people here who today who are saying, I'm a little skeptical, quite frankly, I don't know if this Jesus is really the Savior. How, how do I know? Well, Thomas struggled too. And I think it's okay to struggle. I think it's okay to ask the questions. But at some point in time, we got to come face to face with Jesus and say, Jesus, if you're real, you need to show yourself to me. That was my story when I was 22. And in my living room, I encountered the Almighty God through the Holy Spirit in my living room, forever changed my life. But in that moment, there was something that took place. You see, my life had all these these stories and accounts of these painful things that I had done in my life, whether people had done them to me or I had done them to them or I just, my own selfishness caused these pains, these wounds, these hurts in my life. And I remember it was that night that I was weeping before the Lord as he was beginning to mend my heart, beginning to mend my life back together, putting the pieces back together. And interestingly enough, that night, a scar was formed. Because why? What does a scar do? A scar shows and reminds us of a healing that has taken place. Sometimes we look at our scars and say, oh, that's ugly. You know, it's like, look at that scar. But I would say... Those things deep inside of us, there's nothing ugly about a scar because a scar shows there's been healing. And so I would say, for me in my life, I understood that now I carry a mark on my heart. A scar in my heart. From all the pain of my past, my wrongdoings. But now it's healed. And so even though today we would say, well, what's the evidence that that Jesus is alive? And I would say probably evidence by people who would say, but I've got a scar to prove my healing by Jesus Christ. How many people would say to say that, you know what, I carry the mark of him. I carry a scar from him showing evidence that Jesus has healed my life. Can you just show your hands? Show your hands. Because... That is evidence to say that Jesus is alive. See, we don't get Jesus here physically like, like Thomas did. was like, prove it to me. I, I, I need to see. I need to put my hands on his scars. But today we can see around this room that we have scars that have shown the healing that has happened in our life by Jesus Christ. You see, if Jesus wasn't real, we wouldn't be healed. See, a scar is evidence of pain, healing, but a story worth believing 
Jesus' scars are evidence of pain, healing, and a story worth believing. See, Jesus was willing to go to the cross for us. He was willing to go through all that pain. Why? Because he knew it was the very thing necessary to bring healing to humanity, to the Father God, and to restore people from all of their the sin and their junk in their life that has caused pain and shame and hurt. You know, I believe at that moment, Thomas, when he was doubting, when he was unsure, and then Jesus said, no, feel these scars. I wouldn't be surprised if that flood of emotion in his life where he just probably started breaking down, crying at that moment, and you really are who you say you are. Can you imagine three days um, while Jesus was in, in the tomb for three days, it was like, hey, I thought he was going to be the savior of the world. Hey, I thought, I, he told us, he preached all these things to us. He told us that he was going to conquer death. He was going to be the, the reigning king, and he's dead. I must have just messed up your head a little bit, right? And then you hear his friend saying, hey, no, we saw Jesus. It's like, don't be messing with me. Don't be messing. Was it April 1st back then too? Like April Fool's? No. Don't be messing with me. And he didn't believe. And he says, I'm not believing you. You're you're playing a trick. You're messing with me. To the other disciples and there Jesus shows up and says, Thomas, Thomas. I'm alive. And here's the scars to prove it. You see, the healing comes from believing. And Jesus gives you the grace to heal. The grace to heal. Today, I've been praying for this day because I I know that there are people who are regular at our church and people who are not regular at our church. And I've just, my heart goes out and says, God, what do you want people to hear? What's on your heart? Because my job is to deliver what's on God's heart. It's not to come up here and give you a nice speech and go, oh, Mark, that was so nice, Mark. Good job. Good job. I don't know why you're doing an accent, but, um, (laughs) hey, Mark, that was so very nice service. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Like, I don't, I don't really, that's not the point. The point was, my job is to hear what is on the heart of God and try to express it in a way that you can say, Oh, this is what God is saying to us. And what I believe that God is wanting to say to us is a couple things. One is, for those of you who are struggling to believe, the struggle's okay, but I I wanted you to see evidence in this room of people who bear the scar showing that their life has been healed by Jesus Christ. That scar tells a story of healing, and that can't be denied. Like a scar on our body can't be denied of something that really took place. The other people I really feel like God was saying to is, is he's realizing that there are still open wounds in your life that you've never allowed Jesus to heal. And they're still open and they still have pain and they haven't scarred over. In other words, they haven't healed so they haven't formed a scar. And, 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 but you're carrying it and Jesus the Father is saying, No, I want to heal you today. Today. Just like Jesus had the ability to come back alive, 
to conquer death, to, to take care of all of the sin of the world, he's able to do healing, miraculous healing in your life. Because if you're like me, and maybe I'm the anomaly in the room, but I had a lot of pain in my life. Some of it was by my own poor choices. Some of it other people did to me. And I don't know where I'd be today without the healing of Jesus Christ. Isaiah 53 says this. See, Isaiah was a prophet. A prophet tells, foretells what God is, what God is saying, what he's up to. And he says, by his stripes we are healed. The stripes that we're talking about is what Jesus was going to have to face on the cross. He was whipped. He was beaten. The stripes on his back of the whip that had shards of stone or glass in it that would rip his back as they would whip him. Those are the stripes he's talking about. And by Jesus doing that, going to the cross, but overcoming the grave, by resurrecting, he's saying, you now can find your healing. But there's two kinds of healing. Healing from a a wound that hasn't been fully closed up, healed up. And the other healing is a, 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 a spiritual healing, which is a reconciliation to your Father in heaven. You have been designed to be in communion, to be in relationship with your Father in heaven. And Jesus gives us that ability. So this Easter, it's going to be an Easter to remember. This Resurrection Sunday is a Resurrection Sunday to remember because either you're going to be celebrating because you have the scar to prove that you have over, Jesus has overcome all the stuff of your past. You've been healed. It's a celebration for you. For others, it's like, no, I need Jesus to still do more work in my life and bring healing in this area of my life. And and then the third is, you know what? I, I, I've been like that doubting Thomas. I don't believe, but you know what? Today, there's something inside of me that's drawing me to believe. And it will be your day of your salvation if you so choose. Can we pray? In this moment, Lord Jesus, we can only remember what was going through Thomas's mind at that moment when he needed proof of the resurrected Jesus. And Jesus, you showed up and you showed the healed wounds, but that were marked by a scar. You overcame the grave that you might be able to give us life and life in the full. You overcame the grave to bring healing to us. You overcame the grave to forgive us of our wrongdoings, the mistakes of our past, quite frankly, the mistakes that we'll continue to make in our future. But it's your grace that finds us right where we're at. 
You don't ask us to get it all together first. All you do is in the midst of our disbelief, in the midst of our pain, in the midst of whatever situation we're in, you say, I'm here for you. I did this for you. That you gave your very life, that you loved the world so much. He said, whoever believes in you will not perish, but have eternal life. You assured in eternity with you in heaven. We never want to take that for granted. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com.